Our first reading is from the second chapter of Ephesians. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off, and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the 14th chapter of John. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. O Lord, have mercy on us. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch. This is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. One of the hardest things that can happen between people is when they get into a fight. I think this happens all the time, and it might be something we don't talk about enough. Arguments can happen when one co-worker is upset with another, and little jabs are made in emails, or little swipes taken to them in conversations. And it can make a workplace a pretty ugly place, because sometimes people aren't even talking to each other. At some point... You almost hope someone in the office has a level head and can stand in between the two co-workers who are fighting. You hope 
This level-headed person can be a type of intermediary and make peace between the two co-workers so everyone can have peace in the office. I actually think this happens a lot. And during Thanksgiving and Christmas, there's a lot of turkey and ham and eating. There are trees going up and lights going up, presents being bought and wrapped. And soon at Christmas... Just like at Thanksgiving, family members will be coming together. You may see family and extended family you only see once or twice a year. And honestly, you might be happy that you only see these family members once or twice a year. Let's be honest. Sometimes we don't always get along with our own family, do we? Sometimes the biggest knock-down, drag-out arguments don't happen at work. They happen right in the home. Arguments might happen right at the Thanksgiving dinner table or right over a cookie table at Christmas. All of a sudden, a distant relative makes a comment that gets under your skin because it has been getting under your skin for 10 years. So you say something, they say something back, Back and forth it goes, louder and louder. All of a sudden, little children get these wide eyes and they scurry out of the room. Spouses suddenly decide it's a good time to clean up the dishes or good time to go downstairs and check on the family dog because they know a fight's starting. In these times, you can only hope there is a level-headed family member who is calm, and can stand in between these two fighting family members. You hope someone can stand in the middle and make peace between these two parties. When we think of Christmas, we usually think of mangers and stars and wise men. And that's all true. Those are a huge part of our celebration at Christmas. But I also see something else. Behind the manger, I see an argument. Behind the wise men coming to see the newborn king, I can hear the rumblings of a fight. And even though the Bethlehem star is shining bright, there is a dark family argument that has been going on behind that for a very long time. A long time ago, God stood in the Garden of Eden and he warned Adam and Eve that if they sinned by eating the forbidden fruit, if they did that, they would be destroying the relationship they had with God, their father. And like two very disobedient children who think they know better, they ate that fruit, all the while knowing that they were starting the biggest argument in all of creation. And this argument between God and man has been going on ever since. God will try to show that he loves his people Israel. So he frees them from slavery in Egypt. They pass through the Red Sea. He feeds the manna from heaven. And what do the people do? The first chance they get, they worship not God, but a golden calf. And God was mad. 
and yelled at them that they were disobedient. An argument. Fast forward a couple hundred years. God still has a relationship with his people. But boy, can they have knocked down, drag out fights sometimes. Because God tells them again not to worship false gods. But the Israelites have old habits that die hard and they worship false gods. So God gets mad at them. Sends the Babylonians in to haul them off into captivity for 70 years to teach them a lesson. The relationship between God the Father and his people is not always a good one. There has often been a lot of fighting, a lot of jockeying for power, their fingers being pointed at both sides. Not always the best of relationships. If only there was someone who could stand between God and man and make peace between the two. If only there was someone who understands both God the Father's side and understood sinful man's side and could stand in between us when we're arguing. If only there was someone who could make peace and come and do that so that God the Father is no longer angry with us and we're no longer upset with God that we would no longer fail him. When Christ is born in the manger, he comes to make peace. When Jesus comes in human flesh, he comes to stand between God the Father and sinful man to make peace. This is why Jesus came. Jesus heard God the Father argue that sinful man keeps sinning and keeps failing. And Jesus heard sinful man's complaint that we're not able to offer a perfect life to God anymore because of our sinful nature. So Jesus stood there between God the Father and sinful man and heard our complaints. And Jesus was willing to make peace between both of us by offering his own life as a sacrifice. For God the Father... Jesus would give him the perfection he demands from man. Because Jesus is both God and man. So Jesus can offer a perfect life. God the Father accepts it. And for us who keep sinning, who keep feeling like never-ending failures, Jesus shows us that he has kept a perfect life. And that he did not do that just for himself. He did that for you, so that he could make peace between you and God the Father. This is what St. Paul wrote about today in Ephesians when he said this, remember that you are at that time separated from Christ, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For through him, we have access to the Father. Jesus Christ came in the flesh at Christmas. 
And he came in the flesh for one reason. He came to make peace between God the Father and you. Because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, Jesus has succeeded. God, the Father, is no longer angry with you. God no longer looks at you as a failure. God isn't mad at you. Not anymore. In fact, God is so pleased with you now because it is Jesus who stood between us and ended our family fight. He has stopped our squabble. Jesus has made peace between you and God the Father. And he did all of that for us in the shedding of his own blood. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.